Welcome back, everyone, to another week of Toys on Tap. We are so excited to have this artist on, Disgust and Justin, coming in with wholesome toys that look amazing. And then he spits out this beautiful giant of a toy, the Nug Life toy, toys with tattoos. I absolutely love it. If you want more Toys on Tap, it's super easy to follow us on social media, Toys on Tap on all socials. If you want a little bit more, you want to support the show, you can jump on that patreon you can always like and subscribe rate the podcast it's free for you means everything for me tune in to this episode of toys on tap what's up what's up hey you're in going dude so good it was so good to finally meet you. It's always weird meeting at Decon, especially when you don't know who anyone is. Totally, totally. But I'm so stoked I got to stop by your booth. Yeah, no, thank you so much. It was great meeting you as well. Like, uh, being at DesignerCon was like, I don't know, it was crazy. Meeting all these different people and like you said, just not knowing like their screen names or like seeing faces for the first time is crazy. So I'm super happy to meet you. Yeah. How was like... Coming out of Decon, before hold on, let's before we do this, please introduce yourself. Tell us who we got here. Uh, my name is Disgust and Justin. I am based out of Columbus, Ohio. I am a toy maker, and I make I make a lot of funky little food guys. I make a couple a couple nuggets, maybe a burger. You know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> so, uh, but that's like my main focus, and I and I've been toy making. Uh, almost two years now so I'm relatively new and so like I'm really I'm really grateful for all like the opportunities like especially like coming on like I'm really excited and like everything that's happened like I'm really happy I'm grateful for it yeah dude I'm stoked to have you here uh coming out of decon how are you feeling what was it like give me that that vibe check there well decon decon was great decon was fantastic I the last uh big show i did was five points fest and it like wasn't necessarily the best show i'd ever done and i didn't maybe make the artistic strides that i wanted to make whatever um but coming into decon i felt way more prepared i had put a lot of work into like establishing myself and like my characters and i felt really proud of the work that I had done in that respect. So going in, I had already felt better than before and I just got so much more out of it. Um, you know, people say like you get in what you put out or yeah. you get in what you put in. And uh, I definitely, I definitely got a lot more out of decon than previous shows I've done. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just a great experience overall. Yeah. Did you jump into um, doing these convention style things? pretty like you jumped in pretty quickly um, yeah how scary was it was a five point fest your first one no i so i had done uh assembly required earlier yeah. this year as well uh and that was a lot of fun and that was the first time i had done a big toy specific show or a designer toy specific show and um that was where I met Dustin from E2K. I met Max, uh, One Trick Pony. I met a lot of people that were uh, 
super welcoming in the toy community that uh, I just hadn't experienced with all the local vendor shows that I had done selling my toys in the in the previous like the first year that I was doing toys. Yeah. Um, and so that like transition going from smaller vendor shows, which I haven't done nearly as much of this year um, to these bigger designer toy shows has been, it's been great because you get a different crowd and you get a crowd that's like actually expecting the art that you're making and is like willing to engage with it on the level that it's like a, a toy, but also a piece, a piece of artwork. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I'm interested. I haven't been to um, assembly required yet. Uh, I'm interested in like even just checking it out uh, because it, it's in a brewery, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a smaller venue, but very toy centric still. Yeah, it was great. It like the the vibe with it being like in just one room, everybody sort of was able to get to know each other like by the third day, like everybody sort of knew everybody, even if you were like a way small toy maker or way big toy maker, you had gotten around and gotten to mingle with everybody. And so that was really nice. Um, where designer con it just felt like there was like so many people it was impossible to even see all the tables but let alone meet everybody yeah i hate that's the one thing that i i hate about designer con there's so many booths i want to go see and (laughs) even walking up and down the aisles somehow i still miss like two or three people it's such a bummer but no yeah i i had that same feeling where i was like i I had to go and specifically like find people's uh, names in the pamphlet in order yeah. to, to to go find their tables because like man I can't find these people it's so it's it's a maze. Yeah, I you know I was hanging out with um, uh, a friend of mine that was there and he I kept like oh this person's at this booth and I like had all the numbers memorized and he was like how how do you find them and I was like oh there's signs and he was like holy shit like didn't know there was uh, yeah signs. didn't even look up yeah no totally like i i i took me till the third day to even realize that there was there was signs like that yeah i think what was the hardest part was like i walked down one whole aisle and everyone had taken down their booth number oh and i the artist i was looking for i had never <laughs> met before so i was just yeah. like trying to check out everyone's work i probably looked like such a creep um, totally just eyeing down everything yeah and i was looking for like one piece and it was it was dope to be there but mm-hmm. uh i'm glad you're on this is your episode uh, yeah i'm we, so happy yeah before we dive into your your past your history all that stuff disgusting justin disgusting justin mm-hmm. what's that name about what are we where are we working with there? i'm a I'm a garbage pail kid, if I gotta say so myself. Like, yeah. I those ever even when I was like younger, I I had like a weird, like you people have weird fascinations with with garbage pail kids, just because they're so gross and violent. Uh, I always have loved them. Uh, even back in high school, I was a big fan, and I had T-shirts, and I I I remember I the 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 grocery store I worked at whenever I was in high school. Uh, I would buy like a I the whole stock whenever we got in a whole, a new box of the whatever series of garbage kids. Yeah. Doing. Um, but so whenever I was trying to come up with like a, a sort of like name, it took me forever to, to get to the point of being like, Oh, obviously like 
they have every name, like mm-hmm. they are going to have uh, a funny sort of rhyming name. And it goes well because uh, I already like to do like Ruth or Daryl or Burger Bill, like they are, have a sort of alliteration or a rhyming sort of like quality to it so that it's it it kind of gels together. Like it makes sense as like Disgust and Justin, Burger Bill, Ruth Beer, Daryl, like they all sound really good together. And um, I don't know, I, that whole sort of naming convention has really always been inspiring to me. So that was like a big push forward and with my toys. Hey, it worked out so good. Disgust and Justin is so Thank fun. <laughs> um, so let's walk it back. Childhood. How were toys like influencing you? What era did you grow up in? The toys you had, that kind of stuff. So I'm... I was born in the 2000s, uh, and so I'm firmly in the like the middle area between video games taking it over completely and people still actually having toys. Yeah. And so um, a, a lot of the toys that I played with as a kid were Happy Meal toys and stuff that I got gotten from fast food promotions or, or garage sales or whatever, um, because while I may have been into video games, uh and that was like what i got for my birthdays or that's what i like was mainly into like you get the toys with your with your food so you get it you have the toys always yeah um i remember there was a uh, there was a book that i got from a probably like a library sale or something and it was just like the happy meal toys everything that they had released and i would just spend hours looking through that book over like oh this one would be so cool to get i wish they'd bring back this one or whatever and these are things that I had never seen before. And these are like things from before I was born. Yeah. So uh, like from, from a very, a very early age, I was like looking at this stuff that I had no business really <laughs> caring about if I like, yeah. you know, it's not something that your average five-year-old is really into is retro McDonald's toys. Yeah. But uh, that was like what I was obsessed with was these, like was the the transforming ones. Those were huge for me. Um, I never got a hold of them until I was like much older, but like they stuck with me like throughout my whole, my whole childhood. Yeah. It's great. I think you're the first artist that's been on that was born in the two thousands. That's crazy. I, I, that doesn't surprise me necessarily. Uh, and I do get like a lot of comments where it's like, Oh wow. It's like, you're really like young to be doing this. And like, I agree. Uh, but, um, I don't know. I'm not about, uh, waiting too long to to make cool stuff dope dope no i'm hoping (laughs) that's always the thing that i think about constantly with like toy making and toy designing and stuff eventually it seems like it's going to get to a point where there's no one coming up behind Mm, which is a very scary thing for a whole scene absolutely for that yeah absolutely and it's super exciting like there's a certain like section of toy makers that's a little bit different that i feel like came up during the pandemic and maybe like got started during the pandemic and like is very very different from what is already out there yeah um i don't know i just think it's i think that there is i think that there is there's hope there's hope for the toy community (laughs) that's that's the way to say there's hope for us all um so i mean there's takes some kind of artistic flair in your life to want to create toys so at what point so you have kid me kids meals and all that stuff 
early 2000s video games are the destruction of our lives and our everything um at what point did you get that artistic flair or did you notice that you had that for for toys specifically i think in general because it takes i think so many people don't start with that artistic flair for toys totally totally yeah where'd your start well so I was like always doing art and drawing and stuff as a kid. And I never took it seriously until I was midway through high school. Yeah. And I don't even think I was thinking about going to art school until um, I was a senior, maybe yeah. like a senior in high school. And so um, by the time that I did was uh, that I was, was at school uh, for art, then there was a lot of figuring out what I was like truly trying to do. Um, so I majored in illustration at, I went to Columbus college of art and design, um, and I majored in illustration and that was sort of, that was what I did for, for the time. And whenever the, whenever COVID hit, we got sent home, then there was a lot of change and I ended up living off campus for my sophomore year. And that gave me a lot more room to experiment. Um, I had a whole, you know, whole, a whole apartment that I, that I could, you know, whatever equipment that I needed or whatever, um, whatever space I needed, I had to make stuff. Um, and so toys had always been something that I collected. And especially like when I had a job in high school, um, I collected toys like crazy. Um, and I still do. Yeah. But, uh, so whenever it it was probably like in between the fall and spring semester of my sophomore year where I was really actively um, designing root beer Daryl and making, making plans to to do that. Um, At the time I was living with another toy maker, wonky toy co who I think, I think you've met at decon as well. Um, And so we, we both really like, worked off each other and we're making stuff at the same time. So I, I definitely don't want to discredit that, uh, that influence on like my act, my actual toy making, yeah. because it wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to get all that done. Like had I not had somebody doing it, you know, with me, but, uh, so I probably around the early parts of 2021, I was actually, you know, making molds and stuff like that. Um, then around March or whatever, I was, uh, I quit my job at the time and I basically sunk everything that I had into making Root Beer Daryl and making toys, um, even so far that I completely neglected school and I didn't like, I, I don't think I really passed most of my classes that semester i it was completely (laughs) it was completely a like flip like i was completely enthralled with toy making i had nothing nothing else that i wanted to do uh other than other than make toys and i had we we ended up having a vendor show so that was a deadline that you know i had to hit that it's got to be out by this time so that that lull of like of being not having a job and school being I'm sort of jaded with school and uh, not really happy with the experience there that just sort of wanted me to 
get some to make something new and make something that was like completely my own and completely me and so that is i've always viewed toys that i've always viewed like indie toys that way where it's mm-hmm. like you hold something as chemicals and you hold it as a as a drawing out of paper and then you also hold it as a finished piece of 3d toy artwork that you then hand to somebody else and they have a whole experiences with as, as an object yeah and uh i think it's just really like a completely involved process like like the whole artist is in that toy yeah and, um, and it's just a really well i don't know it's yeah really good way to express it that that well on i think what's it toys were so I, I guess toys and art were so much a part of what you wanted to do that you like took definitely. off everything else you were like no definitely no, doing um did you end up like getting it back together at school or did you leave for toys so i ended up uh that semester was kind of a wash and i yeah sort of my plan was to uh was to regroup over the summer you know figure out what i'm doing with toys figure out how i can integrate that with having a job and going to school yeah and then i was working i was working at a different grocery store and then a couple weeks after i started there someone i had met at a at a vendor show like a few months before had offered me a job somewhere making uh haunted house props hell yeah um and I was like, okay, I'm like, I quit, I quit that day at my, uh, <laughs> at my grocery store job. And I, I, uh, I went, I filled out the, uh, this was probably a week before the semester started, but I went and I filled out the. We interrupted this broadcast of Toys on Top to bring you this. Meanwhile, in a galaxy of bootleg treasures. DOV2, we have engine failure. We almost crash land on DKE Toy Planet. Oh my. Wait! Salvation! Hooray! We're saved in DLP2! Limited edition custom artist made action figures and DKE Toys! Check out www.dkatoys.com for a full catalog. Hooray for custom action figures! DKE! Uh, withdraw forms, and I said, okay, I guess I'm gonna go work at this haunted house props place and you know make make props make art for a living um because honestly i didn't really care what i was doing what as long as i was making art all day every day and i could afford to pay my bills yeah um that's like all that really i was i cared about um and so i ended up dropping out of school also because it was like if i can you know if i don't need a degree to to get this job and make art then you know i'll be fine Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with this for a little while. That didn't necessarily turn out to be the best decision, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, but it has worked out for me in the end. I I have a lot. Being out of school has given me a lot more time to focus on toys, and it's. I would say I've gotten more out of toys than I ever did out of my time at school. Um, now a lot of that could be due to having to shut down and all the things that come with that yeah uh, but i the 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 artistic value and the the insight that i've gotten into my own artwork has been like 
far more value valuable than uh, what I did get at school. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, crazy that we're finding out more and more that like sometimes we get to make money and do art and not need school, not need anything else. And yeah, it can be okay. Yeah. It's really, it's really, it's like, it's not something I'm like trying to like, it's not something I ever brag about. It's not something mm-hmm. that like I ever want to brag about, but there is a certain level of like, like artistic pride and you don't like you, you, like, you can, you can go ahead and uh, just make your art, you know, yeah. you don't, you don't need the the approval or the um the knowledge from not not maybe not even necessarily the knowledge because that I shouldn't say that because I think that my time there was valuable and I think that it was important to uh for me to go there. Mm-hmm. Um but just like artistically I'm I'm I was not it was not a place for me. Yeah. When you um, started making toys in 2020, um, what pushed you into that? Like the, there's a jump that always has to be made for every toy maker of like, oh, this, I guess I'm doing this now. Like what, what was that thing that kind of pushed you into that? Um, I, I really say that like, I watched I watched a lot of craftsman videos. Yeah. I was getting really in I was getting really into that. And um it was it was an idea that I had played like making toys was an idea that I played with in high school and like I it was something that I wanted to do, but it was just out of my reach financially at the time. Mm-hmm. Um and so I it was sort of it was uh it was a process of like my my roommate was was already talking about it and doing it and it was something that I was very passionate about toys and artwork and so I had just the time and the the uh, I guess you'd say a, like a small community in in me and my roommate mm-hmm. uh, that we could work off each other and that I would say that really helped to be like the final like okay this is like a like this is doable like mm-hmm. this is something that i could do too you know not just something that some this guy on youtube does or you know these people on instagram do um this is something that is like right in front of me yeah and in which i'm glad you did because like i wish that more people knew how easy it really is to start i mean making totally. toys is super tough yeah but- absolutely i it's it's a whole like to truly like to make toys is like a whole like it's a whole body process yeah and it's a whole thing but to just like to sit down and to make something and to have it go from start to finish like i've not gotten the same value the same the same uh impact personally in a painting if i i can work on a painting for several days and get a lot of like value out of it but there is there nothing for me compares to like going from a sketch to a sculpt to a cast to a painted and then at a show selling those or like making multiples and like having an impact on everybody that like 
takes your art and looks at it and buys it and 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 just engages with it is um just like so rewarding i think it's just for me is like the ultimate like draw there's that i wish like that's the pitch right when people want to make toys totally holy hell um i can't convey like coming up with an idea and then putting it out there and so even if it's one person that's like Mm -hmm. hey that that's a really good idea like good job absolutely you're like oh awesome i'm gonna make toys forever now this is great yep totally i i feel that a lot i i feel that in just even in simple stuff like the little tweaks that you do to toys or even when you you paint it a certain way and people are like wow that looks great like you're yeah, building up I've my self-esteem, man. People, people, uh, people will tell me like about uh, the slushy Steve, like yeah. the blue tongue really makes it, or something like that. And it's like that. Thank you. That's like really like there's a specific detail that like I did put a lot of thought into and put like like I actually considered when I made when I made that artistic decision. And I appreciate people acknowledging it and people hearing it. Yeah. And we get to your toys. We're up in this part of the timeline. Yes, yes. And if I can say this, I, I've thought about your work. So as interviews come up, I wow. think about your like people's work and, and I try to like just try to be able to articulate because it helps kind of frame the concept of what mm-hmm. we want to talk about and stuff. The word that keeps coming to mind is wholesome. I really, I really appreciate you saying that. That means a lot because if there's one thing that I want to like come across in my artwork is like, just like a nice, like genuine piece. Like I yeah. like it's, it's a like, not, not just it's a burger with legs, but it's a burger with legs. Damn it. <laughs> it's a burger with legs. Yeah. Like, come on. But I, I really appreciate you saying that. That means a lot. Yeah, and it and it um it reminds me of the like nineteen fifties, uh that drive-in movie like we're all totally going, yeah um, totally. Which by the way, hey, you don't have to take it. You could take it. Hot dog <laughs> Harry would be so funny. He like dances across. I, the I wouldn't. I I wouldn't know what you're talking about. I there you go. Know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but I it's so like that kind of stuff is so good, and I um. And to look at the toy, and I want to go through all of them because they like oh. they all have that fun, wholesome, like joyful look. Um, because you uh it's so the first one that you which you even blew it up, it looks like you have massive. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that's like that's kind of a story in itself, is that the first Rupert Daryl I made was is was like a six inch massive here. I got it right here. Yeah, you do. It's, yep. It's oh. It's it's a little blurry, but it's huge. <laughs> yeah, it's and so this, big. And this sculpt is like I'm like I really like it, um, but it's just not something that is feasible to mass produce. At least like it wasn't for me at the time. Mm-hmm. The, to make a mold was too much to to uh, so that is that's rotocast and uh, to to uh, mass produce it, it would have just been too much. Too much. It would just we, been too much. You said that one is rotocast. Yeah. You have, so you got one root beer Daryl rotocast. I had. I got. I I rotocasted them myself. Oh. And um, they. I did about six. There's only. There's only six probably in the world. 
that's <laughs> so did you have to build them i we're getting off topic here i'm so sorry but you had to no, build you're like the whole machine and do it yourself where it's like turning i have a machine the mold that i had was so heavy that it would fall out all the time so um what i ended up doing was i made a cap for mm-hmm. the mold that i had and i would just twist it in my hands and rotocast it by hand and Dude, i thought that that so was an efficient sick. i thought that was an efficient uh workflow uh, it didn't last long though. <laughs> yeah. Everything I do is solid right now. Yeah. So root beer, uh, Daryl comes and yes. you, you start making the little guys mm-hmm. and they are, they're so fun. Um, <laughs> almost like it, the love for the McDonald's happy meals is like spilling out into your work. Absolutely. Like the, the influence is like almost overpowering. And, uh, like, it's kind of like, like a lot of people walk by and they say, and at least I got this at, um, more local shows, but, uh, say like, Oh, are, aren't these characters from an old fast food Mm. chain or aren't these from McDonald's? Yeah. And I'd say, uh, they're, they're inspired by, um, but they, but they're, uh, they're not, but I, I take that as a compliment that it's just I match the style of uh, of those mascots. So yeah. uh, because yeah, that that uh, definitely yeah, and uh, and it comes out great. You do all the painting, casting, molding, mm-hmm. all that. Um, which one is next, Burger Bob, Burger Bill? Uh, yeah. So I ended up I did Burger Bill. Um, later on in the year, that's just a burger with legs. So um I I thank you. <laughs> thank yeah. you. People really love Burger Bill. And I don't know, I don't I say that like I'm surprised, but uh I I every time every time people like get excited, it, it's always like the first time. Like yeah. I every time somebody says uh I had so many people come up and like run up to my table and they're like, oh my gosh, a burger with legs. And I'm like, you're right, it is. Yeah. Uh it's approachable. It is. It is. And that yeah. is that is fantastic that mm-hmm. that my work is approachable to people because the last thing I want like like my work to be is 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 roped off, is gatekept. Yeah. Gatekept from anybody. Mm-hmm. Um because uh, and this is something that I really think about with the Happy Meal toys is that uh accessibility and with those is why they're so like iconic and why they are good toys yeah on a large part like the fact that they that you can like get food and a toy for like five dollars um and at least the ones that are the ones that stand out to people the ones that i'm the most inspired by um are like whole characters in the same way mm-hmm Sorry, that was that was off topic too. No, no, uh, I'm into it. I'm into the off topic. But it, I think that accessibility yeah. is really important. Yeah. I think this show functions best when the artist goes off topic. If I start going off topic, <laughs> it's not good. Okay. Um <laughs> so Burger Bill happens and which is great. And you the sculpt, I think what makes it so accessible is like okay, burger with legs, obviously, but then the yeah. eyes, like it's like Yeah, yeah. It looks yeah. like an innocent toy, which is super cool. He's looking um, at you. Yeah. And um which is funny, like so many of the things of the like 
toys that I like to create, um, they don't always exhibit life. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's just a, I made the toy and I like the toy and I it's great. Mm-hmm. But um, when they have big eyes like that or they have like it's personality and I love when. Toys yeah, are- absolutely. Absolutely. I that is like the like that's what I want to come through is I want my personality. I want me as an artist to be coming through these toys uh, when yeah. you when you look at them, when you when you look at these toys, even after you've bought them and taken them home and put them on your shelves, I want you to be able to feel, you know, welcomed. I want you to be able to feel this, a genuine feeling, a wholesome feeling, you know? Uh, and I really appreciate you saying that about, about, about the eyes, because I think that that is like the most important part. Yeah. Yeah. And which is, I'm glad that I nailed it. There we go. Uh, and then you get to <laughs> yeah. what's Should next in your critic. line. <laughs> no, art critics, Jesus. Um, the next one in your line, Slushy Steve, correct? Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I've, I've made a couple one off toys. I made a couple like, you know, I did a Godzilla earlier this year that's I sort of like that. crunchy, you know. Um, but the next main toy that I did uh, was was actually Nug Life. Uh, I did that in yes. September of this year, um, which I am, I couldn't, I couldn't be happier with how it was received. Like, and everybody I show it to, everybody, everybody that I meet has nothing but nice things to say yeah. about it. And I, I don't know, I am very appreciative of all the nice words. So you kind of take, it takes almost a little break from it, but still within the food realm. Yes. Um, yes. You looked at a chicken nugget toy and thought, uh-huh. let's get some tattoos on it. And yeah. did something that I didn't know you could do. And maybe you can explain it or not. You put totally. stick on tattoos on a toy? I did. I So this is... I don't think it's a like it's not an unknown technique. Yeah, I'm not. I won't claim to to create it or anything, but uh, I bought some uh, some decal paper, water slide decal paper. That's what it's called. Um, and you can just print on it on a regular laser printer. I just printed them off at work. I just printed off like the tattoos in scale with the with the chicken nugget. Um, it you do three coats of like clear gloss i i did four just to make sure and then you soak it in water the paper separates from the from the clear gloss and it mm-hmm. takes the ink with it slap it right on the nugget or whatever toy you're doing uh, it works on on anything like obviously um and there you go it's surprisingly simple like it it dries really quickly and as long as you monitor it and tap it with a little a little Q-tip or a little piece of toilet paper, a little paper towel, you yeah. know, dry off the water. It, it dries right on there. And then you can just hit it with like a nice, uh, you know, varnish or something at the end to protect it. But uh, it's incredibly effective. Like the detail that you can get is stupid. Like, like I was, whenever I, I printed them out and I like looked at them, I was like, damn, like the, the, how small the it prints the the lettering and everything like it would mm-hmm. be impossible to do by hand and yeah and impossible to do on a large scale yeah without without the without the stickers and even then it's still incredibly difficult and then you have to 
it's like a, it's like probably a dozen or so different uh, decals that you like have to arrange Tetris into the nugget. But it's a it's it's a super gratifying process. Yeah, like, to sort of like remix a toy. Well, I gotta admit, you like when I saw the toy. Obviously, Nug Life works so well. Yeah. Um, uh, and I love chicken nugget toys and and seeing those types of things. And then it kind of like shaped, kind of how we can do toys. Like I had never thought about getting something so detailed on a toy like that. And yeah. so when I saw it, I was like, "No way is it that easy?" Because you posted a video of you putting it on. Uh huh. And I was like, get out like so many times people have been like, hey, can you put tattoos on? I'm like, nah, nah, it ain't happening. And you just made that's, it easy. <laughs> that's that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome to hear. That's that's really cool because I I wasn't even sure it was going to work. Like I was uh, I like put up a, an Instagram post that had like a full like turnaround of the nugget. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't even like put the tattoos on it because I was so nervous that it wasn't going to work. And I was like, maybe I'll just do like a small run where they're all hand drawn or something. Like I'll do a tiny run of like three or four or something like that if it doesn't work out. But yeah. thank God it worked out because it's it's like a new it's like a new tool. It's mm-hmm. a whole like there's so much like to do with that. Even if you want to take it beyond tattooing stuff, you can. Uh, you know, you have a little tablet with your action figure. You can print a tiny, tiny little screen and put the put it on there and convey way more detail than you'd ever be able to get with a brush and in way less time. Yeah, I think the time thing is always what I'm negotiating at this point. It's like definitely if I learning a skill on the on the go, like great, I have a new skill, but the time sometimes I don't have three hours for one absolutely. Toy. Yeah, totally. So that yeah, was and dope to be able to, to like, yeah, to be able to like just get like a consistent workflow with the with like you place it and like it it can get tedious and you get monotonous, but it's like there's really like a lot of like there's really a lot of like beauty in the sort of placing it because while they're all supposed to be the same, they're all slightly different and they're all. Pit- placed out a little bit differently than each other so they're all unique just like every one of my toys is and so each one is like it's its very own piece of artwork yeah like it's creating it all again which is so sick so and which it it did super well you released it and yeah like people wanted it i yeah people people liked it i i did far better with that than i did with with my previous toys and i i didn't I didn't plan for that I didn't like expect but I did maybe expect it mm-hmm. because I was uh going off of a, a character as opposed to making my own characters right that was that was that was part of um in making Nug Life and Slushy Steve right next to each other it was sort of like do a you know do a licensed character like do the nugget which is mcdonald's it's recognizable as something else first and then i can do uh you know this original sculpt that i've had you know drawings of for like a year and a half so Mm -hmm. like that 
that sort of like planning, I guess, um, was really like important to the process. Yeah. And which figuring out the tattoos that you wanted on it as well, like as well as planning, like, Oh, this is going to go well with people. They're going to like this. It's going to gel all that. Yeah. stuff. Even coming up with the minor tattoos, that's a process in and of itself. So this toy definitely seems so much more like when you start to dissect parts of it, it seems like it took forever. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I appreciate, I, I definitely appreciate you saying that it, it did take forever. I think it helped. I had designed it as a sticker initially. And then like, I was like, oh, this would be a really cool toy. I'm going to try and, you know, take this to a toy. Um, so there was, you know, some work already done for me in designing a little bit of the tattoos, but, uh, that whole process is sort of is the piece, you know, more than, more than anything is like the, is the tattoos. Yeah. Cause I didn't sculpt the nugget, you know? Right. Wow. 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 Um, so after following Nug Life, you have, um, Mr. Uh, slushy steve comes out yes blue tongue i am yeah blue tongue blue tongue and all yeah i'm a huge slurpy slushy fan uh it's it's been a character that i've like or it's been a, a icon you know a slushy that i wanted to adapt for a while like i have i have uh i actually i think i have an instagram post up that there's a painting uh, of slushy Steve from probably like early 2021. Mm. Um, and I just never got, a, I just never got around to doing it. Um, and I was really happy to like Thursday night, 7 p.m. YouTube live. It's toys alive. Toys alive. Toys alive. Toys alive. There's way cool artist unboxing. No it counts under a thousand followers. What? Art out there for 30 bucks or less. Radical. Collector spotlight. Ooh, collectors. Current upcoming shows and drops. <laughs> Giveaways. What? Short chats with artists. News from the hood. 100% indie all the time. That's, That's Toys, Toys Live. Toys Live. Thursday nights, 7 p.m. PST, YouTube Live. One, get that character out. And two, um, to really hone in my sculpting uh, abilities again, because I hadn't, the last thing that I had sculpted was, um, was a, I did a, I did slightly larger versions of Daryl and Burger Bill mm -hmm. for five points fest. I ended up not liking them very much. And I, I went back to what I'm doing now, which I'm much more happy with. Um, but I hadn't sculpted in a long time. And yeah. so it was a big, it was kind of a comeback from a break in sculpting. And I was, I was, I was, I was, I impressed myself with my, nice. I, I came out a lot better than I thought it was going to. Um, yeah. Um, so here's the question. Very serious question. Okay. Slurpy, slushy, icy. Are they all different to you? I've only had a slurpy one time in my oh, life what's wrong with you i'm from ohio <laughs> so i i can't that's the only thing i can really say is that there was no 7-elevens around me when i was growing up yeah uh i will say that i i am a i am a target 
employee veteran. So I have drinking a lot of ICs in my day. Yep. Uh, I think they all have their merits. It depends on what I'm really looking for because, you know, sometimes a speedy freeze hits better than a Slurpee. You're not wrong. You're and not that, wrong. and that, those are, those are kind of hard to come by. You know, right. you got to find a speedway. Um, <laughs> the people that are my least favorite in the world are when they call other, like some, they're very different from each other. And they're like, nah, nah, that's a Slurpee too. And you're like, nope, nope. Nope. You're supposed to call it the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> things are called things for a reason. Yeah. Like, nope, don't, don't do that. Um, so, uh, following that one, then we have, uh, ice cream, Carl. Oh yes. <laughs> that's, uh, that, that is a design that I am, I am eager to do something with. I really love it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's in the pipeline. Uh, I do have some things that I'm working on, uh, that should be out. When is this episode going to come out? Monday. Monday. Wow. wow. Okay. So I think, I think I'll, I should have some, uh, some posts up about a gingerbread nugget. Oh, uh, okay. Here, I'll show you here. I got the yeah, sculpt right here. We get rid of the video, so oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm into it. So hopefully I'll do I'm gonna do a, a pretty limited release of those okay. for, for Christmas and uh yeah. I oh I I'm I'm working on brick life, uh a brick life toy. I have I have Legos on mm-hmm. the way i'm i'm working on the designs for a like custom lego minifigure and i'm really like i'm really excited to start yeah. that process i haven't even started it yet so it's probably not going to come out this year awesome. um but it will be coming out sometime soon yeah uh, but th- that's that's those are the main things we're working on that's dope um, i i i would be i need to i need to rewind i'm so sorry i would be I'd be uh I'd be upset if I if I forgot to mention uh I did do a a David Lunch toy for did? the E2K. E2K David Lynch show uh earlier this year that was that was a fun a really fun project that uh adapting a likeness like that was really cool um and it's it's it it's like the closest to an original character that I can get but but it's still based off of you know a property yeah it was but, my favorite because that's david lynch you have a po- uh, picture is that david lynch holding it yeah you yeah. found like the perfect <laughs> where his hand is like perfectly <laughs> fitting it's yeah so yeah good. i oh man thank you so much that's yeah i i love that picture i think i, I that's um that was my phone background for a little while. Hey, mm-hmm. I, I it's so it's so just like perfect. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that you were a part of that. I love E2K does the 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 fun shows that happen and they happen. Absolutely, it seems like they happen so regularly. Um, totally, it's amazing. It's amazing yeah. what they're able to all put on. Like, and then on top of those, they put on like full events. Like they did one with um, Janky Toys. They've done one with Yo Yo Don. Yeah. And it's crazy. Yeah. It's like, that is like, that has been a huge, a huge, like, help in, like, me growing as an artist and as a toy maker is getting in with that community that they've built down there uh, is, like, 
next to none. It's so it's like so welcoming and everybody down there is so nice. Uh, I've been down there for a couple of mm-hmm. uh, the gallery shows and I, I always love hanging out with everybody down there. Yeah. So here's the question. You are going to have uh burger bill, root beer, mm-hmm. Daryl, uh, slushy, Steve. Um, I'm missing one. Yes. Uh, ice cream Carl, Nug Life. Ice cream um, Carl. Um, for the ones that Nug Life's its own little separate, like piece yeah. of masterpiece. For it's the, sort of a different uh, line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We th- it's along the tattooed lines. Which, by the way, as a side note, before I finish this one, do you have tattoos, or was it just like, oh, we're gonna do things with tattoos on them? I don't have any tattoos. I'd okay. love to. I'd love. I love tattoos. They're expensive for me right oh uh, like, yeah i don't i don't have and i and it's sort of also like like i think about it and i'm like man i should get some tattoos and then it's just like okay well now it's like three months later and i didn't get any tattoos what am i supposed to do now yeah. like it's sort of just something you just falls by the wayside yeah uh, but i it's something that i i'm a huge fan of tattoo like culture and tattoo artists like they're some of my some of the most inspiring artists that I follow are tattoo artists and the uh, the actual inspiration for doing Nug Life was I was drawing Flash at the time because I was one I was exploring if that was a possibility like if, if that yeah. would be like a good avenue for me to take with if like uh as a like professional artist you know quote unquote yeah as an employed artist which is so sick I, I have my best friend's a tattoo artist and um, if it weren't for him, I have the most respect for tattoo artists. There's yeah. like the like incredible. And he like if it weren't for him, I wouldn't have tattoos. Like I'm covered because of him. Um, yeah, totally. But he now is doing like just how we like you're m- merging your wholesome like toys with these like things yeah. that have been seen as like crazy for so long. Um, he now yeah. makes TikTok videos that are merging tattoos with like the funny and the puns and all kinds of stuff. So it's really cool. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, totally. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So uh, the question I, I like with all these crazy, fun, wholesome characters, I got to know, is there a, a possible playset or carrying case coming soon that revolves oh. around your wholesomeness? Oh, don't even tempt me. That what kind of what kind of ideas are you putting in my head right now? Well, uh, I, I, I it would be so I, good. It would be amazing. It would be incredible. I, I love that idea. I I have had thoughts of doing maybe a like a cardboard a cardboard playset. Yep. Um, like something that you can just fold up, and maybe it's not even a playset. Maybe it's just a backdrop for the guys. Um, but like a carrying case would be incredible like i i yeah that's a great idea i'm just <laughs> I, I would take love it it's a, yours a play set something that i played with a lot as a kid was the old uh mcdonald's i think it's maybe fisher price mm-hmm. play set and it's like it comes with it's like all these little uh people in their square they've got square peg bodies and you you can stick them in the little yeah. line and you punch it through and it serves the food to the car yeah i like that was like the coolest thing to me and i played with that more than anything and uh so something like that is what i always think of as like an ideal 
playset for for my characters. Yeah, I people forget that because it's like you had to really collect when 101 Dalmatians came out for <laughs> um, McDonald's. Yeah, they also put out a giant case that held them all. <laughs> and so I always then you know which ones you're missing. Yeah, which is crazy. Like I remember my mom and it's a massive case because they put out so many. My mom had it growing up and I was like, what the hell is it? Like, why would you do this to toys? <laughs> um, and so like, especially with the toys that you create, oh my god, an old school lunchbox with slots in it. Woo! Oh, that would be sick. <laughs> Anybody who's listening to this that can get that done, DM what? me. Hey, here. I can rattle off so many names for you. Bastards <laughs> of the Multiverse, Motley Miscreations, they all work so well within like digital stuff. And um, I, that's the hard part about toy making now for me, right? We've gotten oh, to yeah. this point. I've only been doing it since pandemic as well. And oh, so, okay, yeah. yeah, we got to this point where like, even in the small amount of time that it's like, if I don't want to mold and cast, I never have to again. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, and I think um, for a little bit, it felt like, oh, that's like looked down on. But now it doesn't mm-hmm. seem that way. It seems like, no, we're all just no, absolutely. boys. Yeah. Yeah, so. absolutely. And I think that like. Finally, a reason to go back to the office. Introducing 9 to 5 Warriors, an exciting new toy line created for the Toys R Us kid that never grew up. Offering 10 unique characters that are perfect for your cubicle or home office. The 9 to 5 Warriors are available through Big Bad Toy Store. Join the battle alongside Major Eraser and the Water Cooler Commandos as they keep the peace. Or wreak havoc with Colonel Custard and the Break Room Bandits. Choose your side as these two forces clash over total office domination. It every day from 9 to 5. Warning, do not leave unattended. Each figure sold separately. When you punch out, they come punching in so much of like there's a lot of artistic pride in like suffering for your art or your art takes yeah. a long time so it automatically has more value or something like that and i think that that maybe has a lot to do with looking down on that kind of thing mm-hmm. but not that is like i think that that is like i am i'm excited for that to become more prevalent in toys because it's just going to allow more and more people to get their ideas in reality, like into the hands of other people. Like it's just going to, it's just going to be a tool to spread the art of toys. Yeah. So good. Well, I'm hoping you do make a carrying case because <laughs> I can't imagine anything. Well, I'll add it, it to the list. I'll add it to the list. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you have uh I have a couple more questions, but one of them centers around yeah. that, like the idea of rotocasting. Do you have more, like, you made six root beer Daryl? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But because it's so big, it's also so incredible. Do you have more intentions yeah. on doing that with the other ones? In terms of making them big, big rotocast, all of the above. Can you hear my cat? A little bit. Is it's she okay. Messing up. No, no, okay. you're good. She's, she's being a little, being a little restless. Yeah. Uh, I think that doing big versions is like absolutely in the future, and absolutely something I'm interested in. How soon? Yeah. Or 
to what extent I don't totally know. Um, but I will say that like, I unpacked that Daryl that I showed you, um, I unpacked it from a box a couple, a couple of weeks ago or something like that. And, uh, I, I held it. And I was like, damn, like this, this feels really good to hold. Like I hadn't, I hadn't picked it up and like held it in a long time. And I was like, this feels really good to hold. Like made me reconsider doing, doing that kind of stuff more because I, I kind of, uh, have been trying to stick to one scale to try to sort of build a consistency. Yeah. Um, and also just smaller figures are easier to work with. Um, yeah, but, Bigger, a bigger figure is definitely something that I uh, have a have a you know a slot open for, mm -hmm. which is dope. And I, I think um, even with because I do like the scale that you work with, mm. it's cool size. Um, I don't know what the size would actually be called. Cause it's like one eighteenth scale is three seven five and, and around that. I don't know what. Yeah, it's sort of. I, I sort of think about it as just like PVC scale. It's the sort yeah. of. It's like the same size as the old strawberry shortcakes, the old mm -hmm. California raisins, uh, stuff like that. Is the is also a huge inspiration. Number one, but yeah. it's this. It's the size that I aim for. Those dang raisins! I growing up. I had so many of them and now I think it like burned me when I was a little kid. And I was oh, like, I don't man. want these anymore. And I, I, weird looking. <laughs> I, um, I am a huge fan. I think, I think that it's, I think they are so weird. Yeah. That's why I love them. Yeah. <laughs> so all this has come to this point. Where do you see yourself headed? Let's say in two years. Jeez. That's so hard to say. Yeah. Because a year ago, I I I was in a far different place than I am right now. Yeah. I I I. That's a tough question. I really can't tell you where I'm going to be in two years because I don't even know where I'm going to be in one year. Yeah. But I'm definitely going to be still making toys. I'm definitely going to be still making stuff. I I, I, I there's there's not a chance I won't be making stuff. Uh, and I have found a, there's a, there's a spot in the toy community that seems to have opened up and is very, and it's very accepting of, of, of all artists. And, and I've been able to, to get in there mm -hmm. and, uh, and I am, I'm happy to be a part of the community as it stands right now. And it's, it's only going to get better. Yeah. Um, the last part of the podcast, always about the artist to plug everything. Oh, everything you got, oh everything you want to talk about. If you've it's got already a... over. Yeah, I know. I know. I always, the hard part, that's the hard part, right? Hanging out okay. with the artists. I, um, one of my favorite artists is last bastion studios. It's, a uh, mm. um, they run Ragnar and they're okay. so funny and they're great. And, uh, he came on there on the podcast and we sat here for two hours and just, it was so yeah. good. Um, here <laughs> is the trouble with two hour podcasts, just so everyone knows. Um, two hour podcasts, it makes your, you got to split it up between your commutes, but also editing. That means it was a six hour podcast for me. So, oh, wow. <laughs> Cause yeah. you got to listen to it. You got to edit. You got to re-listen. Totally. Um, 
but I I love them. It was worth every minute of it. But that's why like we bring people on for part twos. So when you got yeah, your lunch, yeah. your whole lunch pail set up. Oh, okay, yeah. Part two is here. The collector's case. Yeah, I'll be back yeah. with the collector's case. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's this last part is always so that people can plug uh anything. If you're on any other interviews, you got your own podcast, everything, let me know. Let everyone know. Uh so I don't have too much to plug. Like I just do Instagram. You can follow me at the disgusting Justin. That's T H E disgusting Justin. A lot of people will just tag any old account named disgusting Justin, and it's not me. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I am the disgusting Justin on Instagram. I sh- uh, if you're listening to this when it comes out, I should have a holiday drop sometime within the next couple weeks, uh, and. I have lots and lots of fun things that I'm working on for next year that I cannot wait to show off to everybody. Um, but that's going to be a little while, obviously. Um, thank you so much for having me on, man. Like it was great meeting you at Decon and I'm so happy to be here too. Like on yeah. the show. Dude, it's good having you. Um, coming up, are you you're doing assembly required? Right? I I I will be there. I don't okay. I don't have a table presently. Um, I might have a table, but, uh, I, I will be there. Yeah. And then, uh, are you doing five points fest? Uh, maybe. Okay. (laughs) And then are you planning on, but I'll be, I'll be at decon. I'll be at decon next year. Sick. Um, which is always exciting. Same style booth or table. Are you going to do booth? How are you doing it? Um, you have an idea? I, I, the, the table was a pretty well, I would say it was a pretty big success and I would feel confident in getting like a booth with like mm. two tables, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I definitely would feel like want to get a bigger space. Sick. Dude, we can't wait. I will obviously stop by and hang out for a little bit. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on Toys on Tap. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Yeah.